What's up, guys? Max here, back with another episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. I hope you're all doing great out there, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. What's up, Corporal Nuggets, Eric, Sam, Iron Lotus, Eviana, Alex, Jay, make them salty. What's up? Welcome back. Glad to see you regularly in here now. We've got uh, Icosahedron, MC, Justin, everybody in the chat tonight. It's going to be a great episode. I have, if you guys have not, if you guys have seen it, don't spoil it. If you guys have not seen it, a crazy update on Stu Scheller. I, I would say maybe a predictable one, but a crazy one nonetheless. The th By the way, just so you guys know, the thumbnail for today's video, which I'm going to be posting on Instagram after today's show, are is a montage of all of the comments that were kind of hating on Stu after he had trash talked Trump. So I want to just, I, I know yesterday I kind of copped out on that. I was like, uh, the comments are there. Just trust me, believe me. I saw them earlier to page refreshed. I didn't like that. So I created this little montage image. It's the thumbnail for today's uh, episode and it's up on Instagram as well. Maybe I'll post it on Facebook as well. Maybe a little higher resolution. So you guys can go in there and read. I think I picked like 25, just like out of a thousand comments, like 25 that were, uh, super negative off of his Facebook page. So you guys can go find those there in the thumbnail, all that stuff. So it's, like I said, great to see you. And let me hit you with a little bit of that about yesterday action. So about yesterday, that stew video that I posted, the abbreviated version is up on the YouTube channel now, just the, you know, the main points. It was still like half an hour long. Got some good comments on there. One person said it was, was it Icosahedron actually who said, uh, the revolution didn't start in 1775, started in 1776. I, I'm aware I'm aware that the Declaration of Independence was signed in 1776, but the, the idea of a revolution started before that, the founding of the Navy, of the Army, of the Marine Corps, that was all in 1775. So when I, when I referenced the revolution, I, I was referencing the start of a revolution, the beginning of a revolution, the formation, the congregation of people who want to revolt started to form up prior to 1776. And I think that... Uh, uh, I probably, you know, did not clear that up very well. I, I got a, some other good comments too, and I got one negative comment that said, I've been in the Army for 15 years. Thanks for calling me superficial. And it's like, folks, if, if you're curious what I mean when I say that people's support for Stu Scheller was superficial, does your support go past the internet? Does it go beyond the internet? What are you going to do for Stu Scheller now? What are you going to do for Stu Scheller now, especially because he's in jail? Marine officer who blasted leaders over Afghanistan, which are all now in the brig, confirmed by the Marine Corps. This is a real update right here. So we've got Stu Scheller, who, who did declare, he did declare, that he, you know, preferably wanted to be picked up around 08 to be taken to the brig. He got his wish. They came and got him. This guy was begging for it. I mean, honestly, he was begging for it. He was basically, anytime they said, hey, Stu, if you do this one more thing, man, come on. We have no choice. We're going to have to lock you up. He goes, right to Facebook. Hey, they just told me if I do this one more thing, they're going to lock me up. Well, here, I'm doing it four times. Here, let me do it. Let me do it four times. And here's the name and social security number of the person who said not to do it. Like, Stu, I, I, this is exactly this, you know, he's in, he's in jail. We've got some comments here from his parents. His parents have spoken out, broken silence. Like, is this all he has left? You know, mom and dad, um, mom and dad uh, backing him up now. 
you know what's bad when it comes down to mom and dad? At first, I was thinking, what a tragedy, you know? What a tragedy that in one day, in one Facebook post, he sealed his fate being locked up in pretrial confinement by the Marine Corps at the Brig in Lejeune and lost all of his online supporters by, by saying, you know, one mildly negative thing about Donald Trump. That'll do it, you guys. By the way, just so you know, that'll do it. I can tell you from personal experience. You say one bad thing about Donald Trump and people will go out there and find you. I mean, you say anything on the Internet, people are going to come out and find you. And his supporters found out that, you know, they found him. Because they thought he was on their team, you know, stepping in line, left foot, right foot, stepping in line. And he stepped out of line and they turned on him. And in the same post that he lost probably, I don't know, 60%, 70% of his, of his supporters, he also landed himself confirmed in the brig. And here's what this article says. Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, the Marine officer whose meteoric rise to internet fandom began with a video criticizing military leadership over Afghanistan, is currently in the brig, his father told Task and Purpose. So Task and Purpose had spoken with his father. All our son did is ask the question that everybody was asking themselves, but they were too scared to speak out loud, said Stu, said Stu Scheller Sr., who I don't know much about his father. He was asking for accountability. In fact, I think he even asked for an apology that we made mistakes, but they couldn't do that, which is mind-blowing. He said that his son is expected to appear before a military hearing on Thursday. They had a gag order placed on him. We talked about it yesterday. I called it River City and asked him not to speak, the senior Scheller said. He did, and they incarcerated, meaning that he did speak, you know, regardless of that gag order. He did, and they incarcerated him. They don't know what to do with him. So after the story was first published, a Marine Corps issued a statement confirming that Scheller has been sent to the brig. So this has been confirmed by the Marine Corps. He is in the brig in Lejeune. Here's my theory. It's by design for Stu. Like, he, he has to have, in his own mind, in his own mind, a plan of what he's going to do and that he's going to go before a court. He already had said he was going to uh, bring up charges against his chain of command, against the generals. Maybe for him, this is part of that process. The article says here, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller Jr. is currently in pretrial confinement, which, you know, they'll probably keep him there for a long time, in the regional brig for Marine Corps installations east aboard Marine Corps Base Camp Lejeune, pending an Article 32 preliminary hearing, said Captain Sam Stevenson, a spokesman for Training and Education Command. The time, date, and location of the proceedings have not been determined. Let's see. Lieutenant Colonel Scheller will be afforded all due process. And then, you know, it goes up to, you know, the article goes on to talk more about him, but he, they do talk about his father more here when asked to describe his son. He describes his son as a proud American who loves the Marine Corps and has served proudly for the past 17 years. He's asking for the same accountability that is expected of him and his men. The younger Scheller published his first video talking, you know, in his office and in uniform, and he goes on to make a bunch of other videos and Facebook posts calling out his chain of command, the legal team involved. You guys know the story if you've been following here, and if you don't know, just go back and watch my other videos on it, which I'll probably make into a playlist or something like that today. So, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think about this. I think it's it was the Marine Corps really gave him a lot of leniency here. I mean, they actually did give him multiple ways out of this that did not involve punitive, you know, legal uh, outcomes or, or, uh, prosecution. He could have taken a discharge. He could have just 
not spoken on social media at all. He could have just kept his social media opinions to himself or, you know, waited until he got out of the Marine Corps. But it sounded like he was spiraling pretty fast. He had talked about drinking. He's been drinking and writing and losing his family and living in a motel. This actually, when I went back and thought about it, if you guys remember, I had talked about that one Stu Scheller post from Facebook that I found somebody had reposted on Reddit, but had since been deleted from Facebook. But I had reason to believe that it was potentially legit because people had commented on his Facebook. You know, we saw that that last post was deleted. We hope you're doing well, all that kind of stuff. And if you guys remember, it said, I've lost my family. I've lost my job. I've lost my perfect ribbon. Now I'm sitting in a hotel room surrounded by Miller Lite cans because the maids don't come during COVID. Something, it was something like that. That was pretty close to what it was. And I'm believing more and more that that probably was a true Facebook post, but it assumably, presumably showed some weakness on his part. So he deleted it and he's just been spiraling since. Stu Scheller's father said he's had Vietnam veterans contacting. I'm gonna, I'm, this is a quote here. I've had Vietnam veterans contacting me, applauding him for his courage because they too want to know, was it all worth it? The elder Scheller said, and by demanding accountability and honesty from his senior leaders, that's all he was asking. And the way the Marine Corps has dealt with it, they have now put him in jail. I don't know what, I don't know what his father expects them to do. I don't know. As a father, you're going to back your son, right? Um, as a father, you're going to back your son. You're going to always say that, that dude did nothing wrong. He's a hero. The government's evil. Um, I would expect nothing less from a parent, you know, like that's pretty textbook stuff. No surprises there. But for as a, as a, you know, as a, as an onlooker, as an observer, as a commentator, I guess the Marine Corps gave him plenty of chances to, to walk away from this. And he chose, he chose his path. He had options and he chose his path. And this is where it ended up. Uh, obviously, uh, you, I think you can say obviously. He had threatened it. He had literally in his last post said, they told me not to do this or I'll go to the brig. So I'm doing this. Come get me Monday morning. And now he's in there. So that's it. Let me catch up on some comments here. And if there's any updates on this, then I will keep giving them to you guys, any updates that I have. But as of right now, we can assume that there won't be anything until some legal actions are made, until something happens in court. There will probably not be too much action with uh, Stu Scheller for a while. But you guys know I'll always, I'll always follow up. I'm always, you know, keeping my research up and got my alerts going on. So we will see what happens. But my original guess that he was going to end up like Lohmeyer and speak into a senior citizen's home about Marxism in the military is probably still true, but it's going to be after his... Uh, his sentence is, is uh, served or commuted or whatever he's going to get. Let's see. Iron Lotus on time. Max always brings receipts. Yep. Can, can't you just let me nitpick? Our military is, is ancient. Jeez. Oh, Eric has said. Uh, that was right. That was Eric. That's right. I mean, we saw this coming. Oh, LOL. OMG, Stu. Really? Let's see. That wasn't me, but that's a great point. People forget that history stories didn't happen overnight. Change takes a lot longer than that, but we summarize a year's worth of progress in sentence. Yes. Oh, I co teacher. I remember because you left a different comment yesterday. Sorry, it was Eric that I was thinking of. But yes, I read your comment too. Thank, thank you for your comment on the video. Alex left a steaming pile of poop. Justin said thought he was going to die for his beliefs. Well, the story's not over yet. We'll see how far he wants to take this thing. This was the only. This was only. This was the only was for them to keep him off social media. The only way. This was the only way for them to keep him off social media. Yep. Dude doesn't wear an inner green shirt and camis either. Brig it is. Sam says. 
bad conduct discharge. Well, now that he's in the brig, what is the discharge he's going to receive? Well, if he's going to the brig, he's likely going to face court-martial, right? So he's going to have a trial by his peers, and they will come up with a verdict, and then they will come up with a sentence. So it's going to be a process now. How is an 05 treated in the brig? Um, I don't know. I've never worked in a brig, but I don't know if they segregate um, between enlisted and high-ranking officers in the brig or how they do that, or if they get like a nicer cell. I would hope not. Um, I would hope not, but I'm not sure. That's a good question. Maybe I can do some research on that. He's like the Tasmanian devil cartoon character spinning, snarling, and wrecking everything in his path without much purpose. That's a great uh, metaphor there, Larry. Wasn't there a Robert Redford movie about an officer in a military prison? Justin says, I'm not, what is, is there? Plot twist, Stu snuck his phone into the brig, ASMR videos to follow. Nice. Accountability, unfortunately, isn't always right away. Sometimes it takes a bit. There's a process to it. He really jumped the gun. He could have done better seeking accountability through official channels. Yes. So, and then make him salty. He said the last castle. The movie is the last castle. Um, just so you guys know, I, I, just as a reminder, just as a reminder that uh, uh, Fat Leonard, um, I, I mentioned that on the show sometimes, Fat Leonard, the scandal where this one guy in Singapore was bribing all these Navy officers to give him op plans and contracts and stuff when the ships pulled into port is has spilled the beans on a new podcast, and I'm going to be covering that soon. And he's, one of his quotes was, I had the Navy by the balls. I had the Navy by the balls, Fat Leonard said. And they're still prosecuting people for that 20 years later, more than 20 years later, maybe 20, about 20 years, roughly 20 years later. So accountability does take time sometimes. Sometimes it never happens. But Stu really, he lost a lot of my, uh, my sympathy, my empathy for him, kind of went out yesterday between him calling Jim Mattis gay, uh, which is totally uncalled for, and then the way that he uh, backtracked on his own position to appease his Facebook followers. So that's, uh, that's that for now, you guys. That's that for now. Maybe I'll create some kind of video that's like a 10-minute Stu Scheller complete summary when this whole thing is, is said and done, when the verdict comes out. But what a, what a rapid fall from grace. He jumped out of that plane without a shoot. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, it's unfortunate to see. But as, uh, as he said, as predicted, he was arrested this morning. Or, you know, yes, whatever, my morning, my time, afternoon, Monday, your guy's time. He was arrested and brought to the brig in Lejeune. More to follow, but that's it for now. We do have a bunch of other stories to get to. Detective Serpico helped reform the crooks in the NYPD from the inside. Scuttlebutt, this is the plot to a military tragedy miniseries where the soldier's reputation regresses as the series goes on. This guy's career is in the toilet. Write it up. Can we donate soap on a rope to Stu? <clears throat> you know, I'm sure there, there's little doubt that he'll, he, if he spends time in a brig and he can get mail, people will be sending him love letters. People will be sending him like marriage proposal requests and all this stuff. I just don't know, you know, I just wish, if I wish one thing, it was that I could, you know, talk to all the people who left those nasty comments on my original Stu Scheller video where I said all the reasons why I think that he's wrong and, and say to them, what do you think now? You know, not that anybody would tell the truth, but... I would go, what do you think now? Everything that was predicted right here on, on the Scuttlebutt show came true. It happened exactly the way we said it would happen. I mean, we didn't call the break stuff, but his supporters turned out exactly the way I said it would happen to people who had his back. And 
in the end, he lost everything, everything. And nobody on Facebook or LinkedIn gave up anything. None of them gave up anything, and they're going to move on to the next person. Lohmeyer, Scheller, who's next? Who's next? That's my question, and we will see as time goes on. Did you all know that our stupid so-called leaders in Washington voted to require young women to register for the draft? Well, that came at, our uncle says, well, that came after the uh, transition to women being allowed to take on combat MOSs, which in my opinion is not crazy because women have been in combat all these years in the war on terror. So it's not so crazy. Plus, I've said, I've said before on the show when we talked about the women registering for the draft that if there was a World War III, we would need women because the casualties are going to be so high, we're going to need everybody. We'd better be able to draft women, better be able to draft women, fat people, people with physical disabilities. I hope we can draft everybody because we're going to need them. So that's what's going to happen. Stu and Eddie Gallagher are going to become a podcast duo. Oh, wouldn't that be just the, the most precious thing? At least Eddie Gallagher got to keep his retirement because Trump did go into bat for him. Dog to Bounty Hunter is the laundry potato case. His mom called 911 on him. Uh, if you're still talking about that whole thing with that missing girl, I don't know too much about it. So we have a regular we have regular stuff to talk about today, too. We don't only have stew drops. That's gonna be the last stew drop for a while. So we have to cover regular stories too. And I've got my I've got some good ones today. We have some good stories today. I mean, we've, we're going to run the gamut today. We're going to end with something fun, though. But we got, we're going to run the gamut. Here, our next story is kind of a sad one. Army identifies Green Beret who died during dive training in reservoir. This is interesting. He was diving in a reservoir instead of a pool or some other controlled body of water. And we're going to talk about it. So Special Forces underwater training has resumed and relocated after a brief halt this week following a soldier's death during a swim at Fort Campbell in Kentucky. If you've heard me talk about Special Forces a.k.a. Green Berets, ODAs, Army Special Forces, dive school, it's notoriously known as one of the hardest schools in the military. For whatever reason, and what I'm saying to you guys right now is information given to me by Green Berets that I know, who told me that dive school, even though you're already a Green Beret, you're already Special Forces, when you go to dive school, it is a beating. For whatever reason, it is a beatdown. It is a, just a, a suck fest. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know the inner workings of SF Dive School and why it is this way. But it is widely known to be one of the most difficult trainings that Green Berets go through. Probably as hard as SFAS. I mean, from what I hear, most fail it, is from what I hear. Or, or many, I should say many fail it. Uh, Green Berets don't, get, don't finish it. And... For whatever reason, the staff there, the way that the curriculum is, is just a beat-down selection that they have to go through, even though they're already special forces. The Army identified the soldier on Friday as Staff Sergeant Paul Lincoln Olmstead, who died Tuesday during an underwater a water training exercise at the Joe Swing Park Reservoir by the base. It was the second Army fatality in recent months during water training. Staff Sergeant Michael Walker died in Florida in July doing a, a, a training dive in Florida. We talked about that as well. A Utah National Guard Green Beret, Olmstead had been training at the Maritime Assessment Course, or MAC, a 10-day school where Special Forces soldiers demonstrate their water survival skills. The course consists of multiple swimming examinations and as troops spend extended time underwater holding their breath. As does BUDS, as does, you know, I'm sure when the Air Force CCTs go through their dive training and Navy divers as well, people have to go through these like long periods of underwater stress tests, underwater 
you know, fighting, even rescue swimmers like Justin in the chat's a rescue swimmer. You have to be able to fight with a combative person in the water, even if you're trying to rescue them. Even if your job is to rescue somebody, sometimes in the panic of drowning, you, the person you're trying to rescue can become combative. And so you have to get used to wrestling, fighting, even maybe knocking somebody out in the water for their safety and yours as the rescuer. And now if you're talking about combat diving, you could find yourself, you know, there, there's not a great chance that you will come across a, an enemy diver on a dive and have to fight underwater in a dive situation. But when they talk about combat diving, you could be in a situation where you cannot uh, surface. You are trapped underneath a ship. You're, let's say, going to plant the explosives underneath a ship. You become disoriented. You get stuck underneath a ship. You're in this panic mode. You have problems with your gear, this complicated gear, because you're not just diving recreationally with your you know, your, your, uh, your BDA and your, and your scuba tank and your, your gear, you have all your combat equipment, weapons, bags, satchels of explosives and all this stuff. So it's a very, you know, enhanced, uh, danger situation to be on combat dive training. So they say here, Olmstead went underwater during a swim and did not resurface. His body was recovered Wednesday and the incident is under investigation. Olmstead served in Bravo company, first battalion, 19th special forces group. So, they had this swimming at the reservoir where they had this incident. And it says here that they reevaluated their safety protocols and moved the training to a swimming pool, which they're calling a more controlled environment. Now, the reservoir, it says they're not sure if it contributed to his death, but there's just, in my mind, no chance that a reservoir is a safer or as safe swimming training, you know, environment than a pool is there's just no way you know what i mean it's just not po even possible a pool would be a safer environment but does that mean that a pool is the answer sometimes you have to go into these environments where it's maybe darker murkier colder whatever it is to get the training deeper to get the training that you want to accomplish done so maybe a reservoir is the best choice for the training or something similar but they'll have to figure out what exactly was the cause of this death and the worst case scenario is that the cause of death was something to do with, you know, unsafe conditions, not following ORM, not following their training plan. I know in the Navy, all this training would fall under the category of high risk training. And you would have to have, you know, two instructors per student. You would have to have a training plan. You would have to have an ORM. You would have to have an emergency action plan, an EAP. You would have to have, you know, safety observers who are not involved in the training. There's a massive amount of thought and consideration that goes into training evolutions like this. And that means that all of that comes under intense scrutiny when there's an incident. So now the military will go in and do an investigation. Presumably, hopefully this investigation will determine if this incident was avoidable, unnecessary, unintentional losses here, uh, or if it was some kind of, you know, did he have a heart attack? Did he have an accident? Something like that. Was he hung over? You know, I mean, all these things are going to be looked at because diving is very dangerous. There's all these things that go into it. Underwater time, surface time, the air that you're breathing. Did you drink the day before? Did you even exercise before or afterwards? Which, you know, in military dive training, you are probably exercising around that time. All of that contributes to how your body absorbs oxygen and nitrogen and holds it in your blood um, during the dive. And that's why you can only stay down so long. You have to do your... Um, your safety stops and decompression and all this stuff. If you guys are dive qualified, you kind of know what I'm talking about before you can come up. And it just says he went under and did not come back up. So there's a lot of stuff here. 
um, unknown, but hopefully if there are updates about it, I will talk about them here on the channel and give them to you guys. But the most important thing is that we take a minute to just, you know, show some respects for somebody who died, unfortunately, in Army Green Beret and hope that positive change comes and it won't happen again. Although this is the Army, so the, ch the likelihood of that happening is medium. We'll see. I don't know why Army dive training has to be that way. Army SF dive training. If anybody out there knows why Army SF dive training has to be the way that it is, why it's known as being this beat down, like uh, horrible experience for people to go through, let me know in the comments. Let me catch up. On, speaking of comments, let me catch up on some here. Let's see. Let's see. I thought that bill was inspired by the idea of equality since women got the right to vote, since that was granted for those who have to defend the country. I might be wrong. Well, you know, I don't know everything that goes into it, but there's been this push to get women into, to have an unrestricted access for women in all jobs in the military, regardless if it's combat, special forces, whatever. And along with that came this idea that, well, then they should be involved in the draft too. And ultimately, I think that that's what happened. They passed it. So women can get drafted now. I think it's good. I think if there was a, a need for a draft with the way things are, how unhealthy Americans are, how few are eligible for military service. If you guys remember these stories we've covered about the, the epidemic of, of overweight and unhealthy and health issues that are plaguing young Americans, making something like 70% of Americans are already disqualified for military service just based on their health. Not even, even in the, in the golden age range where you're eligible for the military service, 70% are already uneligible because of weight or other health issues. So then you have to go, well, maybe they're within standards and they're healthy, but are they fit? And then if not, can they be trained? And then out of those remaining people, do they want to, can they be incentivized to join is the most important question. So out of the small pool that you can select, then you have to go, well, are any of these people even interested? <laughs> you know, can we even get them? Can, is there even enough money? Is there even enough of an enlistment bonus that we can, uh, that we can give them to make them want to come join? Those are all the questions that would have to be answered if we face another international peer-to-peer -peer or near-peer conflict and we need to do a draft. Let's see, where are we? I thought this special, let's see, I heard dive school is incredibly tough. Yes, Sam, I've definitely heard that too, like I was saying. I thought Special Forces Dive School was conducted by the Navy in Florida. <clears throat> I don't think so. I think they have their own. Diving ain't no joke. Lots of ways to die while diving. Yep, totally. Totally. There are diving deaths out here in uh, Okinawa regularly. It's very scary. I almost died diving out here in Okinawa. Personally, any military school that involves water sounds hard to me. Water is a great equalizer. Absolutely. The ocean is very scary. Very scary place. Big facts, Sam. My friend's dad was a UDT frogman in the late 50s. That's awesome, Larry. I'll stick to hiking stupid heavy weights over long distances rather than fighting in the water. There you go. Stupid heavy weights, long distances. Yep. Do all special forces soldiers have to become dive qualified? No, Eric. Um, dive puts you on a special type of team. So in the in the in special forces, you have dive teams, mountain teams, direct action teams, these different teams that are in different groups of the uh, SF world, and then they deploy for mission specific things. So depending on what type of team you're on, you have different skills and those skills depend on how and where you deploy. I also heard that shallow water blackouts are a very common thing in the course, but is that just what I've heard? Not sure if it's true. Can't imagine it isn't. Yeah, probably. I haven't, I don't know about that, but I'm sure it is true. I'm sure it sounds like it's very possibly true. 
Make him salty says, it's surprising as a veteran of both the Army and the Navy, I have no idea about their dive school or much about BUDS for that matter. The Army is the Army Special Forces training has a lot of stuff that I would have never known if it wasn't for the fact that I did an entire deployment with the ODA team in Afghanistan, spent six months out there with them, with two teams technically. And we had EOD, we had dog handlers, we had, you know, um, PSYOPs, people, all this stuff. And I learned a lot about the Army. I also did a deployment for a year with the conventional Army in 2009 in Afghanistan. So I know, that's why I know so much about the Army and the Navy. I've spent... 18 months deployed with the army. So that was a great experience. Something really bad would have to happen if there was a draft. Yep. Max, you're going to piss off the fat influencers. The fat influencers aren't watching my channel, but have you ever had a five guys burger after a field event? The dripping grease laid fries are so worth it. Oh, Sam, for me, it was, uh, after a field exercise, we would always go to this burger place in Paso Robles, California. I don't even know what it was called. And we'd have these big fat cheeseburgers and they were the best. It became like this little tradition. Um, yeah, there's nothing like a meal after a field ex. So in uh, after SEER school, and they tell you, they tell you don't go binge eat after SEER school. You haven't eaten in five days, don't go binge eat. So me and my crew, what we do is we go to this place called Claim Jumpers in San Diego. Claim Jumpers, and it's a chain, there's places all over. They're known for having these gigantic portions of food. So we go and we just pig out at Claim Jumpers. Oh, man, I got so sick. I got so sick. But all we could talk about in Sierra School is what we wanted to eat at the end of it, you know, it, which is super dumb to do because you're not eating for days and like you're literally not eating for five days. And then all you're talking about is what you're going to eat at the end, which does not help. No large formation wars to make a draft necessary. I had a great swim today after a very hard workout. Rip current was no joke, but very refreshing. MC, you guys know what to do if you get caught in a rip current, right? Swim parallel to shore and get out of the rip current and then swim in. Don't try to fight it. Scary stuff. I had the pleasure of working with one of their mountain units. Those guys are fit, literal, literal goats in human form. They run up mountains with packs like it's nothing. Yeah, that's true because that's what they train for. Are you assigned to a team or do you have some say in which you go to? I'd imagine the individual would have some say since they need to be good fit for special training, right? No, you would be surprised. They actually kind of just send you. Um, you end, so the first thing you get when you become a Green Beret is your, your Bravo Charlie Delta Echo jobs. So are you a Bravo? Are you a weapons specialist? Are you a Charlie? Are you explosives and building? Are you Delta? Are you medical? Are you Echo? Are you comms network IT, right? Then from there, you get that specialty, which also they just hand you. Then you go to your team and you get your team specialized training. So you kind of just get whatever. I wonder if the Army Dive School participants have a dive buddy. Art Conkle, that's a good question. I don't know the actual answer. I would, I, my, my instincts would be yes, but I don't actually know the answer. If Taiwan pushes to become independent, China will invade. I'm not, I don't really want to go down the road of global politics on this show too often. Um, but yeah, that would be a good, that kind of conflict would be a good reason for a draft. Can't imagine what five guys after Sears school even looks like. RIP toilet. Yeah, that's so true. Arnold sub shop on Hampton Boulevard in Norfolk after an underway period. Oh man. I love, I love everyone giving me their uh their after after underways, after you know, trainings, uh, meals. I heard Sear is tough and stressful. Sear is tough and stressful. It is. That's true. It is it is both of those things, and it's a lot more too. Sam, what branch of the military are you in? Oh yeah. You know Sam was in the, that Marine Corps. 
I went to Hodad's after Sear. I think I ate like half the burger and two fries. Didn't know you went to Sear school. Much respect. Thanks, Eric. It was, I, I'm the lucky one. I'm the lucky one that I got to go to Sear. Great school. Great school. Thank you for your service. My stepdad was a Marine. Bricktown, what's up? They offered him everything but what he asked for. Are we talking about uh, Stu? That's true. It's a, it's a good point. It's a good point. They did offer him uh, everything but what he asked for. He asked for a, uh, an apology and some accountability, and they offered him to STFU and bounce. And, uh, you know, I guess hindsight is twenty twenty. So I guess now we know what he should have done. But the story's not over. The stew story's not over. Max, did you get to name a chicken and then kill it? No, we didn't have chickens. Uh, we had rabbits. So, and we didn't get to name the rabbit. And I didn't kill it. But there was a rabbit involved. Uh, and we didn't eat it either. That's the, that's the, I mean, you know, you're not supposed to talk too much about sear. But uh, there, there's a rabbit involved. And we didn't even eat it. It's just like, after you do all the training on what to do with a rabbit, you just, then they're like, okay, we're going to go on a long hike now. And you're like, oh my God, I hate you guys so much. I hate you guys so much. I don't ever want to see any of you bastards again when this school is over. So, all right, moving on to the next story. We're not going to finish all the stories that we have for today's show because we have some doozies. We have some doozies, but before we move on to the next show, I just want to thank you guys for being super legit and remind you that this super legit t-shirt is available at scuttlebuttshow.com as our channel memberships and Patreons. You can click that join button right below this video and become a member today. Live stream rewatches, okay? Live stream, like the one you're watching right now, are only rewatchable if you're a patron or member. Otherwise, you can find them for free on the podcast. You can always go listen to the podcast. I post those after the show ends. But live streams are only replayable if you are a patron or member. So just something to keep in mind if you guys are thinking about joining this channel and becoming a, a, a more involved supporter. You get a bunch of benefits that go along with that. You can check those out in the links in the description, um, as well as you know all the other links in the description, all the cool stuff that we have, merch and everything. Just so you guys know, do what you want with that information. I'm going to move on to the next story here to make sure you guys stay entertained. And here we go. Airman makes video, so you know how this always goes, asking where vets discharged for refusing the COVID-19 vaccine can find work. She says, we have no idea what to plan for. So let's watch that video. We've got this uh, this airman, a se it says senior airman, but she has four stripes, which would make her an E5, which would be a, unless I am seeing that wrong, I'll have to rewatch it. I thought she had four stripes, which would make her a staff sergeant. So she's talking about how herself and so many others are preparing to get kicked out of the military for refusing to take the COVID vaccine, which I have on good authority that there is a large amount of active duty who are using this as an out. They're like, hey, you guys are just going to let me out of the military if I don't get the vaccine? Okay, like, <laughs> cool, great. That sounds great. It's very short-sighted in my opinion, but I get that people are, are feeling, you know, their type of ways about this. I don't think it should be mandatory, personally. I, that's, that's my, I don't think people should be getting fired or harassed on the street for refusing to get this vaccine. But it's kind of backfiring on the government because massive amounts of people, massive amounts of people from communities that may surprise you, 
are currently, and this is the scuttlebutt, okay? This is the scuttlebutt. This is what I'm hearing, but I'm hearing it from good sources, okay? I'm telling you, I have it on good, from good sources that this is about to become a serious problem. And if we've learned anything from Stu, the military is probably not going to back down on this one. So right now, admin clerks are just sharpening pencils. They're just sharpening pencils going, oh my God, it's about to be admin Armageddon because they have some work coming up. Let's watch this video and see what she says is her chief complaint about what the future looks like for those refusing to get the vaccine. It's been viewed almost 300,000 times on TikTok and her username is freedom of choice, which, uh, you know, cues me in that she's probably a uh, partisan on a lot of issues. But let's just see what she has to say. She is active duty. She's in the Air Force. Let's listen to what she has to say. All right, TikTok, we need your help. So a lot of the military is about to take an administrative discharge for not taking the vaccine. Um, I know some people are doing it for medical reasons. Some people are doing it for personal reasons, beliefs, whatever it may be. It's about to suck. An administrative discharge is not necessarily honorable, but it's not dishonorable. It just means that most of our military service was good. We just failed to comply with an order. Um, so not taking the vaccine is a direct order. Um, so with that being said, uh, what I'm looking for right now is if you're an employer or if you know employers that will undoubtedly employ us, um, a lot of us are looking at a discharge and we have, we, we weren't expecting this, so we have like no um, idea what to plan for. And I'm sure a lot of people are trying to plan for their future right now. So if y'all could help us out, if you guys, like I said, if you're an employer or you know an employer that'll undoubtedly help us out, hire us, whatever it may be, if you could put it in the comments, message me. I'm trying to get as much information from my brothers and sisters and myself as possible. Thank you guys. Respectfully, she sounds dumb as hell. Like, respectfully, she sounds dumb. Okay. I don't, I'm not saying that she's dumb. I don't know her. I'm not saying she's not dumb, but Sam, I am said it perfectly in the chat. Nothing like, all right, TikTok, I need your help. Only the best can come from that. So that's a rough start. We're starting off with, all right, TikTok, I need your help. Her question is, let me rephrase her question. An unknown amount of us who have teamed up collectively to be this non-vaxxing group need jobs. Who's going to guarantee an unknown number of us jobs? Who's prepared to do that? Who will then be associated with the, the non-vax group of the military, which we will then promote on our social media? So shout out to Amazon for hiring all of us unvaxxed veterans. Shout out to, which would only then put a, a government spotlight on that company because currently you can't even hire more than, was it 80, what was Joe Biden's thing? 80 people without having all these issues with the government coming down about the vaccine, having to test people every week. This is just, I mean, that was just kind of dumb. I think that it's, there's something else there that I queued in on. Um, I don't know if you guys did too, but when she says, you know, just like with Stu yesterday, just when they say us, when they say us, us, the, the, the group of people who are refusing the vaccine has become an us. They've become a group. 
they've become a platform. And I don't think that that's going to work out well for them. I don't think that you can create a platform of people, bring all these people together over something like the vaccine and hope to accomplish great things, you know? Um, depending on what happens here, the way that they want to go, it could be, we could be looking at tens of thousands of veterans all of a sudden facing administrative discharges over refusal to get the vaccine, which means, a, I mean, it'd be catastrophic to Manning, leadership, skill sets, retention will likely go down from this too. And I'm talking about people who maybe are vaccinated, but then they're going, I'm just getting out because I didn't like the way that they handled that. I didn't like the way that the military handled that. So I'm just going to get out of my next EAOS. It's something that I almost did. I almost did that because I didn't like the way that the Navy was kicking people out because they said they were overmanned. Oh, we're just going to kick a bunch of people out. I didn't like that. I was going to get out. I almost did. Luckily, I got this one amazing opportunity that allowed me to stay in. Or, you know, help me make the decision to stay in. Air Force spokesperson declined to comment on Monday about the TikTok video. No information about how many airmen and guardians who are, you know, getting lumped together now have refused to get vaccinated was immediately available. While service members can apply for religious and medical exemptions from getting vaccinated for COVID, the Defense Department has made it clear that it expects most troops to get the shots. So they could, they could you know, make this medical religious claim to not get the vaccine. But the problem is that what the military already said, and I, I've said this a bunch of times on the show, I'll just say it really quick again for anybody who might not have heard it. What the military said originally was, let's say you have never made a complaint about your religious restrictions on vaccines before. They're not likely going to accept it now all of a sudden. So if you came in and you got anthrax, MMR, geez, what else? Flu shot every year. All these vaccines that we get, I don't even know. I don't even remember. Uh, Japanese encephalitis, like all these vaccines that I've gotten in my life, then... They're probably not going to accept that you have a medical, or I'm sorry, a religious accommodation necessary for the COVID vaccine is what they've already said. So something else to think about.